Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, October 26, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I am here on a Tuesday when I am not normally. That's no, because we're oh, we are um, sending our best out to Grace. She is uh, a little worse for wear um, after this weekend, so we hope that we will get her back tomorrow, but uh, send her some good... Uh, some good uh, feelings. If you saw her on social media, you saw that she was heavily medicated uh, dealing with Lucky. an injury over the weekend. <laughs> uh, so we send our best out to her. I did want to remind everybody that my episode with Natalie Walker is available both on Patreon and in the regular feed. Now, we were talking about her upcoming 54 Below show, Natalie Walker, colon... Mad Scenes, which actually you and I will be seeing so on um, Sunday, November 14th at 9.45pm at 54 Below. So if you want to get tickets and come say hi to me and Ashley, I will go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and avoid personal interaction with human beings because I am very awkward and uncomfortable. Ashley is a much <laughs> more social human being. So you can say hi to her. She's I will at least be one Manhattan deep, though. There you so go. be forewarned. Yeah. There you go. Um, so uh, she's the red <laughs> Head, I'm the bald head, um, so true. we will be there with bells on. Um, so you can listen to that, of course, if you want to get all of our episodes early, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio. <sighs> all right, that's the good stuff, Ashley. Now we've got to get into some disappointing Matt, news. broke Broadway. <laughs> I did. It's my fault. We'll get to uh, that in really a second. Um, but it was announced on Monday that by the producers of what are being collectively called the Lyceum Plays. That the two revolutionary shows that transferred Uptown from the Vineyard, Is This a Room and Dana H., will be closing far earlier than originally anticipated. They'd originally been scheduled to run through January 16th of 2022. However, the shows that are now running in rep will be closing in just a few weeks. Is This a Room will now play its final performance on Saturday, November 13th, and Dana H. will close on Sunday, November 14th. In a statement, producers said, quote, Ticket sales have steadily increased for the shows, but despite effusive reactions from both audiences and critics, the finances of the production don't allow us to buy more time to reach a sustainable level, especially without the federal or state funding to use as working capital. Now, that's in a reference to some of these, like, save uh, save the stage See, things yeah, and the small right. business things. But because these shows weren't running during the shutdown, they were not eligible like a lot of other shows on Broadway were. Now, Ashley, obviously, this is hugely disappointing because I think we've all were very yeah. excited about the fact that these shows even made it to Broadway and got such great reviews. And we were hoping that this would be a recipe for how to bring some daring downtown work to Broadway um, in the future. But I think it's fair to say that even when Broadway was in its best of times, that bringing these shows up mm-hmm. to Midtown could be a risk. But when you throw in the lack of, of tourism that's happening in New York right now, there's been a, a, an article or two of one of the New York Times over the weekend about this new trend of consumers waiting to buy tickets until the last minute, which doesn't give producers the opportunity to build up in advance to be able to deal with these type of things. And then there's still just a lot of folks who are afraid to be in large crowds still, yeah. and you can't really blame 
anybody for any of those things. You can't blame the lack of tourism. You can't blame anybody for not coming to New York. You can't sure. blame people for waiting until the last minute just in case things happen. Can't blame people for not wanting to be in large crowds. So this was a this was always going to be a tougher sell, I think, than the theater crowd would mm-hmm. have hoped it would be. But I certainly think that if you're in or around New York or will be, you still have a dozen opportunities to see both shows. I had tickets for the week following these newly announced closing dates, actually, so I'm <laughs> yeah. trying feverishly to reschedule, moving things around trying to figure out how I'm going to see both because I don't think I will forgive myself for missing both of them again. I was going to say, you mentioned how excited you were to see these shows because you missed them at the Vineyard. And then I think you broke the theater and we I have did. these shows. It is all your fault. I'm sorry to say. No, this is obviously really disheartening. And I've talked a lot about my love for both of these shows. I actually saw Dana H again on Sunday after seeing it off Broadway at the Vineyard. It was my last show before the shutdown, literally the day before. And this is one of my first shows back to Broadway. I think it's the third one at this point. Um, and, you know, Grace and I are going to talk about it when she's feeling better because she saw it the week before. Um, but I was actually really surprised to see how beautifully the show transferred. I actually think it might be better than it was. And I have, wow. the, I have the advantage of, you know, lovely orchestra seat comp. So I get to be up close to the stage and have like that lip sync clarity advantage but i do think it transferred so beautifully even better than it may have been on off broadway rather um but yeah i agree with you i think that this as great as these two shows were they're very difficult shows in general they're not i mean they feel like such downtown shows to me and to (laughs) i would say the majority of the theater going population um and this was kind of always like a surprise that these were transferring to me because of the feel of both of them and how intimate both of them are. And then you start factoring in just the fact that tourism is still slow here. It's obviously picking up speed. People are coming back. Times Square is once again completely insufferable, but that is, it's still, it's impossible, you know, it's not impossible, but it's incredibly difficult to get somebody coming in out of town to see those shows. And, you know, people are still dealing with like the financial crisis of all this. It's expensive to see a show. So you put all of that together, like, it's, it's a hard time to go to Broadway to see a show in general. It's even more difficult to convince people to come to Broadway for a show like this. I just, I think it's the complete wrong time for both of these shows, unfortunately. But it might have been the only time that could have gotten on. Is it's the thing. Very, is it's that- very true. It's, you know, it's that unfortunate situation that this is the best and worst of time for this sh- these shows, both of these shows, really. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping that I get a chance to see them. And if I don't, please, I'm everyone so else go too. out. Yeah, me too. Uh, Everybody else go out and, and see Dana H. And is this a room? All right, Ashley, let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. You were just talking about the fact that so many people are still dealing with the financial ramifications of the past year and a half shutdown of so many businesses, of COVID, dealing with working from home, dealing with not working at all. 
that can be incredibly stressful, not only on your finances, but incredibly stressful on you personally, physically, and, and your mental health. Fortunately, Upstart is here to help you pay off existing debt quickly and easily and to allow you to start getting back to living your life. Yeah, that financial strain sometimes feels like it never ends. But thankfully, with Upstart, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, you can become one of over a million people who have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, your current employment, your credit history, all the good things, and they find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can even receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once more, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news. And as promised yesterday, we're going to be talking about the reviews for the new off-Broadway show Fairy Cakes by Douglas Carter Bean. Not only is he the playwright behind it, he is also directing the show. It is um, currently set to run uh, through January 2nd of this year, and it features a cast of Crystal and Lloyd, Mo Rocca, Jackie Hoffman, Anne Harada, Arnie Burton, Julie Halston, Jason Tam, and more. This is a kind of a mashup of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream and a bunch of different fairy tales. Uh, so it's also important to know that it is written in verse. So keep that in mind on uh, mm. at least one of these reviews. Mm. Ashley, I will tell you, the reviews are not good. In Ooh. fact, most of them seem to take a little bit of delight in writing these negative reviews, which mm. I always get hate a it. little cringe from. Um, yep, but we will go through them starting first. I'm going to keep them short, though. I'm not going to go into a lot Sweet. of depth. If you want to read more of them, you can. But Jesse Green from the New York Times said, Did you ever want to see a fairy tale mashup set amid the magic of nature, offering clever rhyme and delightful song with a powerful theme to bring it all home? Well, this isn't that. I mean, yeah, that's into the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, Frank Frank Sheck, normally of The Hollywood Reporter, writing for the New York Stage Review, said, quote, Although there will be some who find this mashup, mashup of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream and various tales, fairy tales a delight, I suspect there will be many more who will feel like a trapped animal contemplating gnawing off his own foot to get free. Mm, mm classy. Uh, Adam Feldman from Time Out New York gave the show two out of five stars and <clears throat> gonna have to oh, prep for this oh one. God almighty. Most of the text, though not always precise, is rhyming couplets, a tortured device that traps the play in verse that is cloying and rhythms that quickly grow annoying. It's bold as a choice, but let us be fair, a bitch to, to sustain unless you're Moliere. In straining to be constantly clever, fairy cake seems to drag on forever. In Bean's direction, shapeless and manic, sets the stage in a state of dull panic. <laughs> God, what a what a blessing that theater critics no longer have to rush home from shows to write their reviews <laughs> and we can have such beautiful, eloquent verse. 
Moving on. I have nothing else to say about <laughs> this. I mean, I don't think it was you and me. You weren't around yet for the mm. King Kong review. I, no. I think that must have been me and, me and James. James. Yeah. And I think that there is a time for super sardonic and, and you know, claws out reviews but i think that those are reserved for shows that are truly offensive in nature those aren't or for Guy shows Fieri that just restaurants that's a whole nother thing that's the greatest <laughs> review <laughs> ever written and i love guy fieri like i think he's actually a wonderful human him. being yeah um but like that's not this like this and and king kong which yeah. i actually liked king kong like these just seem to be shows yeah. that aren't very good and that's not what i think those types of reviews should be for um so far yeah. be it for me to tell yeah. any of these people how to do, how their, to jobs. do their jobs yeah but it's just <laughs> i it mean just, i mean at least one of them maybe two of them yeah yeah it's just i it they're clever they're fun that the feldman one was clever but it's just like okay i guess yeah, it's definitely a, you know, delight in themselves kind of thing. And I hate that. I hate knowing that, you know, as a professional, quote unquote, like seeing a writer write a review when it's a pan and knowing they took pleasure in themselves and writing it. It's just, it's just, it's yucky to me. I hate that. Yucky. That's a good word. Yucky. All right, let's move on. Yesterday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced that they would be extending their star-studded mothers and daughters show Morning Sun for two extra weeks. The show stars Tony winner Blair Brown, Emmy winner Edie Falco, and Tony nominee and perhaps the most underappreciated actor in the world, Marin Ireland. The show, written by Simon Stevens and directed by Lila Neugebauer, will now run through December 19th at New York City Center. Also on Monday, the Broadway Advocacy Coalition announced their second annual BAC Artivism Fellowship, which will have a theme this year of reimagining justice through abolition and will support Black, Indigenous, Latinx, Asian, and other artists of color focused on criminal justice reform through use of narrative storytelling and artistry. Applications are open to any story or narrative center artist based in the United States and are due on Thursday, November 25th. We will, of course, have more information and a link to the application in the show notes. Next, film star Monica Bellucci will be making her West End debut in December in a one-night-only set of readings from the new book Maria Callas, Letters and Memoirs by Alvin Michelle. Bellucci will, not Bellucci, but Bellucci, um, <laughs> will play the famed opera singer and will be directed by Tom Wolfe. The evening will be performed at Her Majesty's Theatre in London on December 20th at 7.30 p.m. And finally, in this section, one of my favorite New York theater companies, Bedlam, which is known for revisiting and reinvigorating classic shows, announced that next Monday, November 1st, they will release the three first episodes of Bedlam, the series on Bedlam TV. The series, quote, twists Shakespearean characters and plots we know and love, King Lear, the Merry Wives of Windsor, the Merchant of Venice, into a new story of love deceit, betrayal, and revenge. They say it bears more of a resemblance to The Sopranos than uh, traditional Shakespearean productions. So, Ashley, I will certainly be checking this like out it. when those uh, episodes are available next week. I, I love Bedlam. I'm super yeah. disappointed that their production of Persuasion did not extend long enough for me to oh, see it. Oh, right. But yeah, uh, definitely. I saw their Crucible, which was fantastic. They've done other Jane Austen shows that have been really, really good. So, um, 
I think this would be pretty cool. I'm here for it. Uh, I was actually, before you even got to the Sopranos part of that, I was thinking it sounded more like Succession than the Sopranos. That too. Yep. Love it. Very much so. All right, Ashley, let's wrap up with a couple of feel-good recommendations. Um, I used to talk about these all the time, but since they're not getting re-aired, Broadway World is not doing as many highlights. But the Seth Rudetsky concert series is uh, is back up on Sunday evenings. And I actually watched Mm -hmm. the one this past Sunday because it was starred uh, Mean Girls' Erica Henningsen. Of course. And Broadway World did actually put out some stuff from rehearsals, a lot of different stuff. She... uh, did a song for Mean Girls that she did not sing. She, of course, played, also played Fontaine on Broadway, which she, mm-hmm. she, uh, sang from that. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a really great concert. I have, I'm a big fan of hers. And, uh, and she, she had, uh, Kate Rockwell as her special guest. Ooh, very nice. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but there are highlights from that. And then I've been meaning to talk about this and we didn't do it yesterday because we had a busy yeah. show, but, um, the, soundtrack from the Netflix adaptation of Tick, Tick, Boom is starting to trickle out some songs. And late last week, Louder Than Words with Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens, and Joshua Henry was released in full. And uh, Andrew is by no means um, Raul Esparza. We know well, that. Of course not. Who yeah. is? Yeah, I mean, exactly. but to be honest with you, he's He's better than Lin Manuel Miranda, who did it at uh, uh, <laughs> uh, who did it at City Center. But he's actually really good. I mean, he he sounds good on the song. Joshua Henry, when he comes in, like his voice is oh just God, so unrecognizable, or so recognizable, yeah, and it's so perfect. And I'm uh, I'm an admitted fan of Vanessa Hudgens um, from her days on uh, So You Think You Can Dance. So I uh, I think that course. this was yeah. So I think this song is great. I am so so excited. Um, to be able to see this when it's either released in theaters on the 12th, yeah. which I will be, or on Netflix on the 19th. I will be in New York during both of those times. So I might Aww. try to sneak into a theater yes. to see Hello. it because I'm assuming it'll be playing somewhere in New York. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm very Alamo. excited for that. <laughs> Put <laughs> it be. at the Alamo. That'd be beautiful. That's not one that you need to go to Lincoln Circle for that because that's Link. the one where you go for all. Lincoln, Lincoln Circle, Square. the AMC Lincoln. Is it Circle or oh, Square? Square, yeah. Lincoln Square. That's the one where they go <laughs> to for all the uh, the big Marvel movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a very yeah. good one. So. I'm really cautiously optimistic for this movie. Um, where I wasn't... I mean, I, I've got mixed Andrew Garfield feelings, so... I've been a little tentative there, but I mean, I about trust him personally or about some of his role choices in because the past. I mean, about some this of his role choices in the okay. past for sure. Um, but I think, I mean, from the trailer, I've I've been excited since I saw that full trailer. I, yeah, I, it's very visually inventive, which is unusual for a first time director yeah. like Lynn. So that's very very cool. I think he's got some experience that one. Yeah. He's done a few things. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt. Also, reach out to uh, It's Grace Aki and yes. let her know that we hope she's feeling better. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Tuesday. And someone, we're not 100% sure at this point, will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 